welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to another broadcast of Together With Him. I'm Sister Ann, and I am just thankful, just thankful, grateful to God for another beautiful, blessed day in Him. God is just wonderful. He is wonderful, and He is great, and yes, He is greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. It's been a beautiful day here in the greater KCMO. Kansas City, Missouri area. It has. It's been a really nice day. And I hope you've had a blessed day as well. Because you know it's time to get that praise on. Today, you know, we give we give him this day. We give him all this day. Sometimes, uh, you know, uh, we get a chance to praise him all day, huh? From the morning time and getting out and getting out to our services and our Sunday school. Hmm? logging in and learning and getting a chance to fellowship with one another and here is just another opportunity another opportunity to bless the Lord to enjoy Jesus together amen his children coming together and you know those who are curious about what what do children of God do what do we do we hang out with the Lord. We love Him. We love His Word. That's what we do. Big shout out to everybody in the body. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to come together. Amen. We thank you that, that we woke up this morning with our minds stayed on you, God. And Father, we just ask that you will just speak to our hearts today. Hallelujah. The word when we wake up, you bless us to wake up. There will be no doubt in our minds. Hallelujah. That you are there with us, that you love us, that you will take care of us, that you provide for us, that you fight our battles. Amen. That you are our God, truly. Hallelujah. There will be no doubt, no doubt. And we just forever, forever, forever give you all the glory, all the honor, and all of the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know God is good. And how he's good all the time. He's good all the time. I don't think I don't think he's good sometimes and not good some other times. You know, we grow up. Mm-hmm. We grow out grow up. I am not uh Miss Pouty anymore i used to be miss pouty i'm like oh god hates me he hates me you know but i have to analyze and that's something that i do i analyze myself i analyze to see i'm like well if he's angry with me what did i do you know the bible says that the lord is angry with the wicked every day yeah he's angry with the wicked every day am i practicing being wicked I don't think so. Mm-mm. No, I love people. I love uh, him. I love myself. I do my my best to just press in and, and hear from him. Amen. I don't practice wickedness or, or witchcraft or Wiccan. Uh, yeah, Wiccan too. Yeah. So I don't do any of that. So I'm like, okay, well, God, he can't be angry with me. He saved me. Amen. Died for me. 
so all of the lies that the Slewfoot tells and tries to to uh, tell big blessings to you Dr. Anthony Clark big blessings to you all of the lies that the devil tries to come and make me try to make me feel like oh well you know I'm, I'm not his and he's mad at me well no no that's not even God's way why would he die for me why would he save me to be angry with me he cleaned me up it's by his blood amen that I am cleansed righteous he counts me righteous amen and you know what he loves me so much that he's not even gonna let the world take advantage of me nope God fights our battles as a child of the king as a child of the king of kings the Lord of Lords we need to know that we have a king he steps in mm -hmm, and he fights our battles for us yeah we can be, take comfort in that thank you Jesus I'm just so happy so glad to know that God is that kind of God hallelujah that he is the one that will you know he tells us to hold our peace huh he tells us that vengeance is his vengeance is mine saith the Lord I will repay yeah you ever wonder where those scriptures are google them you google everything else yeah this is a good opportunity to get in your word and, and find those scriptures for yourself I don't always tell where they are yeah because they kind of pop up in my my heart and my mind and it just kind of bubbles up yeah vengeance is mine saith the Lord he didn't say he might repay he said he will repay so we need to know that and just be happy in him praise God well you know I'm glad that you joined and here's one of my favorite things to do I'm just gonna go ahead and sometimes I save it for the for after the end of what we do to, to bless the Lord but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna jump, jump right in I'm going to jump right in. Big shout out to all of the LFHHM volunteers, those who have been uh, faithful to to helping us and blessing us in, in prayer, praying for us. Uh, the givers, we do have folks that give. Praise God for you. Yes. Amen. Because there, it's ministry and it's about the vision, but it's also about the obedience that God has given this ministry to do obedience and we have some big plans coming up big plans and we're going to share those campaigns with you of course our main our main focus is to is to bless the people to preach and teach the gospel and to make disciples we are a 501c3 and we're non-profit community organization and we come alongside of churches and we bless churches and whatever they're needing we do training but we do a lot of outreach too and we have this big thing coming up and I think we're going to be taking advantage of this for a while taking advantage of this opportunity that God has given us we talked about opportunities yesterday on on the go with LFHHM big shout out to all of those that joined the broadcast yesterday and we talked about God's opportunities yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And it blessed my socks off, you know. Uh, God does give us great opportunities. Go out there and, and check it out and, uh, you know, share it with someone who 
may be having a question in their hearts. You know, what what is the opportunity that they're looking for and and everything. We gave some good scripture and tips on that. How to how to know what a God's opportunity and what, what God's opportunities may not look like what we think they should look like. They may be packaged in opportunities of humility, things that we have to do that may may not be the the you know big big thing to do. Maybe it's the small things to do. You know, maybe it's a, just cleaning cleaning a church or humbling ourselves to be servants to the loved ones that God has put in our hearts to, to love, you know, in that way. Amen. Children, senior citizens, there's so much to do, so much to love. And out of that, maybe there's some opportunities that God uh, has wrapped in that package. And all we need to do is have that heart to go grab them. So go check out that broadcast as well. I truly enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to go and we're going to bless the Lord. Now, here, this, uh, praise him for me. Now, you'll hear, it, it says praise break at NT, NZT. And this is a praise break at NZT. That's the acronym. But praise him for me. Now, this praise, they're praising. They're going to praise the Lord for this sister that uh, asked for them to praise the Lord for her, huh? You know that—that's not out of order. Look, I might not be able to get my praise on. I might be dealing with some issues or whatever. But praise the Lord for me too. When I can't get my praise on, you know, we're gonna bear one another's burdens in, <laughs> as children of God and loving on one another. Look, praise the Lord for me. Amen. Let's see what this is all about. This praise break. Let's enjoy this praise break. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, here we go. I'm the world to praise him for Minister Lisa. As a matter of fact, I want you to put in your life that this praise is for Minister Lisa. She said, will you tell the people to praise him for me?
to praise. Thank you, Lord. You know, because look, like I said, we, we get our mind off of the issue. And then once we praise him, oh, we're all into that. that we're all into who, who the, the glory, who God is, the one that can bring the answer, the miracle worker, the way maker, huh? the heart fixer, the mind regulator, our God. Thank you, Lord. That's why we praise him because he's good but because of who he is our father thank you jesus Mm-mm-mm. our god is an awesome god he reigns hallelujah from heaven above with wisdom power and love our god is an awesome god yes he is hallelujah Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun, high glory to the going down of the same. He is. Hallelujah. And he loves us. And he says he will not, he will not, he will not relax his hold on us. He will not forsake us. He will be there to support us, to help us. Hallelujah. That 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 uh, Hebrews chapter thirteen verses five and six. Write that down and go get it. Thank you, Jesus. Read that in in a study time. Read that in a time. Hallelujah. When when you need to know that God is real and He's the lover of your soul. He loves us, and He says it three times. Hallelujah. I will not. I will not. I will not forsake you i will not relax my hold on you i will not leave you thank you lord i will not leave you without support thank you jesus glory oh lord have mercy you know when others will fail they will they will we don't that's why god says trust in him trust in the lord with all thine heart that's why because others will fail they're not built People aren't built to lean on like that. They're not God. Yes. And even when they have the choice, even when they have the choices to make those opportunities to make the right decisions, they may not make the right decisions. They may not choose. They may not even know to make that right decision or what to do with that great opportunity that God gives. Hmm? But God, but God. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Lord. Do you know that God fights for you? Do you know that? Huh? You know, we, we always listen to those cliches. You know, the Lord will fight our battles, hold our peace, and Lord will fight our... It's not a cliche. It's, it's the word. He will do it. He will do it. And we wonder, well, well he, where did he do it? Where did he do it? We ask that question sometimes. Where was it that he did it? Hmm? Where was it that he fought a battle? Where was it? Well, here's one opportunity to take a look. And this is this is something that uh, this story has so much in it. Let's turn to 1 Samuel chapter 25. 1 Samuel chapter 25. It, this story has so much in it. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, because this was a this was a time when king he wasn't king yet david david was promised to be king he was anointed king this was a time when 
he uh, loved Saul the king. Yeah, loved Saul the king. And he was yet on the run because Saul was jealous of him. Saul wanted to kill him. This was a time when he went through and even, even his wife, even the praises that he sent up to the Lord and how, you know, he, he just had a time. He had a time when he wasn't being treated right. Yeah, he wasn't being treated right and he was on the run. He was loved by some, but here, despised by some too. Yeah, and I was thinking about that time. Now, this may have been after the time or before the time, but here, this word is even for those, and we'll see because the story is very, very, uh, the historic account is very, uh, very much into even those that are close to you can be faulty and not, not love you the way they're supposed to. Yeah. So Saul's daughter didn't love David. He despised David. Look, what is it? Well, you're dancing before the Lord. And, you know, she was found to be barren. So that was a couple. That was a marriage to where those two people, you know, David was going to do right anyway. And here, here, Saul's daughter, who he had married, she despised him. And. But really, she despised the Lord. Hmm? And that's kind of what, what we are going to see in this story, too, in this historical account. That, look, even though, even though David was anointed to be king, he was having to, to really just, he didn't have the money of a king, right? He was going out there and he was just doing odd jobs, him and his band of people that was going to follow him and, was going to trust in the time when he was going to be king and we was going to follow him anyway but it wasn't like you could go out and well I'm going to be king but in the meantime I'm going to go and I'm going to work at this job at McDonald's or I'm going to go work at this uh, Ford Motor Company or I'm going to go work at this bank or whatever he it wasn't like that back in the day but what about that time and even today to bring it home relevant yeah we are anointed to do the purpose that God has sent us here to do. We're anointed to do it. In other words, we're, we're, God has made us promises in our hearts. He's gifted us. Yes. Yeah. And we know that even he's good on his promise because the promise that he made, one of the greatest promises that he's fulfilled for us is the opportunity to be saved. Why would he save us? Why would he clean us up and set us on straight street? Huh? Why would he cast out devils and, and renew our mind and, and wash us with his blood to where we're brighter than snow? Why would he do that if he didn't have the purpose for us? The kingdom, kingdom purpose. Amen. So, yeah, King David was, it wasn't quite king yet. I'm always wanting to call him King David because, yeah, he was ordained to be king. He was going to be king, but he was on the run, and he wasn't in his position yet. He just wasn't. But let's look here. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 25 verses. That's a big hunk of chunk of this chapter. It's most of this chapter. 
but it's going to be good. And this is the only scripture we have for today. Amen. Now Samuel died, and all the Israelites assembled and mourned for him and buried him at his house in Ramah. David arose and went to the wilderness at Paran, the wilderness of Paran. Verse 2. A very rich man was in Maon, whose possessions and business were in Carmel. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was a woman of good understanding and beautiful, but the man was rough and evil in his doings. He was a Calebite. David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep. And David sent out ten young men and said to them, Go up to Carmel to Nabal and greet him in my name, and salute him thus, Peace be to you and to your house and to all that you have. I have heard that you have shearers. Now your shepherds have been with us, and we did them no harm, and they missed nothing at all, nothing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let my young men find favor in your sight, for we come at an opportune time. I pray you, give whatever you have at hand to your servants and to your your son David. All right, so David was in the wilderness, him, and we're going to see uh, his followers. And uh, Nabal was a rich man, and he was rich in, in herds and sheep and everything. And it's like, okay, well, they were out sharing. It's like during that, that's work, which means folks get paid. And here David was saying, look, I've watched over. Nothing has come. We haven't uh, taken advantage of your shepherds or anything. You're not missing any of the sheep. We could have came and raided your herds and took from you and stole from you. But see, that's not that's not David's way. David was trusting in God. And really, he was doing the doing it the right way, God's way. He was asking. Yeah, so in this situation, there's an opportunity right there in bringing it forward in this present time of where we are as human beings, where we live. It's like, okay, well, do I have an opportunity to steal? I'm probably so, you know. Uh, but what am I doing? I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to ask. Huh? If there is a situation, I'm going to ask for uh, an opportunity to to be blessed and guess what you know he we're going to see that David was protecting the shepherds you know so even what what Nabal was out shearing he was reaping the wool and uh, of the animals that of course you could sell the wool so much that you do with sheep right so he was going to be able to sell that and it was a time of harvest so David was looking for that that opportunity to to be blessed from the harvest too because the part that he played he made sure he protected the shepherds and that no harm would come. There's bandits out there. Yeah, there's bandits out there. People that would steal and it's like, "No, 
We're going to protect these shepherds. And guess, oh, I'm hearing that he's shearing. He's harvesting. So, oh, okay. That means that they're going to be having some barbecue. And I'm going to send some of my guys down there and see if we can be blessed. Because, you know, we, we have been here to, to help this man with his resources there, his sheep. And we want to be blessed of it. All right. And they went to ask. Okay, that's a good example. Verse 9. And when David's young men came, they said all this to Nabal in the name of David and then paused. So they they went and told Nabal, went to Nabal and, and said what David asked them to say. And they paused. Okay, well, here's Nabal. <laughs> and Nabal answered David's servants and said, Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? Who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who are each breaking away from his master. See, David, he, he served King Saul. So here Nabal was just mocking who David, who David was. Who is this David? Hmm? Yeah, many servants nowadays who are out there breaking away from their masters. Who is the son of Jesse? So he he knew, he knew, but who was he mocking? He was mocking David, but he was really mocking God. Because, look, prophecy was out there already. And we're going to see that Nabal knew about it, but he was going to mock God. So spirit of jealousy came in. Nabal tripping. He's going to flex himself and just be ugly some folks are just ugly huh some folks are just just mean and, and nasty and ugly come on all right so verse 11 shall i take my bread and my water and my meat that i have killed for my shearers and give it to men whom i do not know what where they belong yeah, so, you know, of course, that sounds like a little politics, too. Yeah, we know David. He, he, we knew his rightful place because Samuel had given and had prophesied and had been given the anointing oil to pour over David. All right, here we go, verse 12. So David's young men turned away and came and told him all that was said. And David said to his men, Every man gird on his sword. And they did so. And David also girded on his sword. And there went up after David about 400 men. And 200 remained with the baggage. Oh boy. So here go David. Look. Come on. He, he going to get strapped. He going to put on his strap. You know. Get his little gat. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what they would call it today. Hmm. Him and his boys going to ride up on Nabal. All right, so he's angry. He's he's frustrated. He's he's actually angry to the point of going to do some bodily harm here because we're going to hear about it. But one of Nabal's young men told Abigail. Now, remember, Abigail is Nabal's wife. Nabal's wife. Behold, David sent messengers out of the wilderness to salute our master, and he railed at them. Yeah. But David's men were very good to us. And here's what the shepherds were saying. But David's men were very good to us. 
and we were not harmed, nor did we miss anything. Then you didn't steal anything, right? As long as we went, we went with them when they were in the fields. They were all wall. They were a wall to us night and day. At the time we were with them keeping the sheep. So they were a wall. David's, see his 400, look, 400 folks, they were a wall. They would go and build a, a barrier perimeter around, this is what the man said, around the flock so that they wouldn't, no uh, enemies, no wolves or other attackers would come and, and pillage and steal. What a great thing David did, David and his men. Verse 17, so know this and consider what you will do, for evil is determined against our master and all his house, for he is such a wicked man that one cannot speak to him. My goodness, so <laughs> folks, it, this shepherd knew that his, serv his master was wicked, his boss was wicked. So in this days and times, look, there's some, some silly folk out there, some wicked bosses out there. And here, folks getting ready to get, what what is it, where you get, uh, get laid off and fired, the whole department gets fired because can't nobody talk to the boss about what's going on and they want it their way. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Hmm. All right. So here we go. Can anyone speak to him? That No one cannot speak to him. So here's verse 18. Then Abigail made haste and took 200 loaves, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five measures of parched grain, 100 clusters of raisins, and 200 cakes of figs, and laid them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, Go on before me. Behold, I come after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So look, here here goes. <laughs> this woman is like, look, why not? Why not give? She was intelligent and beautiful. That's one of the things, that two of the attributes that the Bible had said about her. Why wouldn't you bless people who bless you? Why not? Mm, it's a whole lot of folks out there. I've, I've seen it even happen to me. To where look I'm blessing folk and then here there uh, folks aren't gonna bless you but here's the wife coming to be a blessing because here David and his boys they mad they coming to to do some bodily harm here yeah it's like look bro I said look I watched your little stuff and everything we made sure of it that you didn't have this kind of protection out there for real I'm not talking about the thugs that want to come into the different neighborhoods. On thugs on every level, <laughs> including the tax man. Uh, I'm not talking about thugs that want to come into neighborhoods and and um, and just harass people for hush money or protection money, false protection money. I'm not talking about that. No good police officers. I'm not talking about that. See, we're talking about doing it God's way. And God had already anointed David. David had a purpose and calling. And everybody knew about it. But he had to wait on the time to where God was going to install him. And during that waiting period, you know, he had to, he did what he could, what he knew to do. What do kings do? Ooh, come on now. They protect. 
that's what one of the things that they do. So he was just acting in, in what he was going to do anyway. Kings do protect. They watch over you. They're wise, huh? And they will fight for you. Thank you, Jesus. And okay, well, here it goes. So here she meets David. And as she rode her donkey, she came down behind by the mountain. And behold, David and his men came down opposite her, and she met him. Now David said, had said, Surely in vain have I protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him. And he has repaid me evil for good. We do. We have experienced that. I have experienced that. I know as saints, as folks are experiencing that even today. No matter how good of an employee you are, it's some haters out there. No matter how, whether you're the best candidate for the job, and you do and have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted, you still don't get the job. I know. I know what it's like. And here, David is like, look, I've done some great things. And here, this guy, he's going to repay me evil for good. Tell me, look, I can't be a part of this barbecue. <laughs> here, yeah, I'm not going to get paid for being a blessing. And this is what I do. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 22. May God do so and more also to David. If I leave all who belong to him, one male alive by morning. So... Look, David was going to go and get with all the men. He was going to kill all the men. All the men on, on this guy's team. Yep. And, you know, just to know, brothers, you are valuable. You are valuable. This is one of the reasons why uh, when, when we're looking at the different communities, the African-American communities, why it's so important that men be there good men be in the communities to to build up the communities and why when war comes the communities they they go straight for the men the men are the protectors the men have the strength to, to bless and to watch over and to love the families huh well david said he was going to kill all the men what would that have done to that community it would have devastated Huh? When Abigail saw David, she hastened and lightened off the donkey and fell before David on her face and did opposites. Kneeling at his feet, she said, Upon me alone let this guilt be, my Lord, and let your handmaid, I pray you, speak in your presence and hear the words of your handmaid. So girl was like, look, she didn't have no no pride in it. She's like, look, take take the take the wrath off of the men and the people. Just just let it be my fault. Hmm? And this was uh, something that would get this king's attention, this future king's attention, this man's attention, because he had the power to wipe everybody out. And she wanted to get his attention for real. Verse twenty-five. Let not my Lord, I pray you, regard this foolish and wicked fellow, Nabal. For as his name is, so is he, Nabal. Foolish, wicked is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your handmaid, do not see my Lord's young men whom you sent. 
So he was, she was saying, look, this guy, he, he, he's her husband, but she even know he boo-boo the fool. That's what she said. Even his name means fool. Wicked. And she said, look, I didn't see your young men. They didn't come and talk to me, huh? Because if they had, it would have been a different story. That's what she's saying. Huh? Here's where she goes, verse 26. So now, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, seeing that the Lord has prevented you from blood guiltiness and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now let your enemies and those who speak to do evil to my Lord be as Nabal. And now this gift which your handmaid has brought my Lord let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. So she brought this, these gifts, all of the, the 200 loaves and the, uh, the sheep ready to be uh, to go on the grill and all that. She brought all that. She says, forgive, I pray you, verse 28, the trespass of your handmaid, for the Lord will certainly make my Lord a sure house because my Lord is fighting the Lord's battles. And evil has not found, and evil has not been found in all your days. Though man has risen up to pursue you and to seek your life, yet the life of my Lord shall be bound in the lying bundle with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies. Them shall he sling out as out of the center of a sling Ooh, come on and when the lord has done to my lord according to all the good that he capital letter h talking about what god promised what he promised concerning you and has made you ruler over israel this shall be no staggering grief to you or cause for pangs of consciousness to my lord either that you have been shed blood without cause or that my lord has avenged himself and when the lord has dealt well with my lord then earnestly remember your handmaid so she reminded him look dude you have already been anointed king god has promised that you're going to be king don't avenge yourself don't do this david don't do this because Look, it's going to come to pass. You will be king. And oh, by the way, when you do become king, remember, old girl, remember, <laughs> remember me, huh? Remember your servant, your handmaid. And David said to Abigail, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me. See, I mean, he had forgot. Sometimes we can be in a bitter place. We can be at a place to where it's like, oh, my goodness. I am just, I've been downtrodden here. I've done the right thing. You know, I've said the right things. I've lived saved. I've been Christian. And here comes a Nabal in my life. Nabal, evil, foolish guy. Look, I'm getting ready to go upside his head. How do we, I, I feel that way sometimes. Yeah. You know, but then we have to be reminded who we are, who God says we are. And hold our peace. Huh? She said, look, I don't want you to, to say, want it to have been said that you went out there and you shed blood, innocent blood without cause. Because, look, those men that he was going to kill, 
even though that you know he was there was guilt by association which is wrong too because you know <laughs> we even have that set up in our incarceration system in our prison system don't we some of these laws well if they were with them then they were guilty too look here this in this situation they were were with Nabal they were <laughs> trying to work they're trying to be shears they're trying to be shepherds and the shepherds they weren't getting paid a whole lot plus they was probably being mistreated too because they work with an evil foolish man they work with him for him so you know he's probably he wasn't paying all the money that he was supposed to if that's what kind of person he was no so anyway here we are and she reminded david that who he was hallelujah and david said to abigail blessed be the lord the god of israel who sent you this day to meet me you know those little angels those people that come into our lives that's why it's important to surround ourselves with good godly christian people you may not find a whole bud bunch of them you know out of the 400 600 that roll with him you know they're not going to be in that tight circle all the time but you know what you trust in the lord he's going to send that 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 real truth to help you make the right decision so that you don't miss your opportunity or delay the opportunity or once the opportunity comes you still have these stains on you to where you know you, you didn't do it quite right you didn't trust God you you avenged yourself and all that no we want to we want to hold on and God is gracious he's merciful he will send that that wisdom to you to where you get a chance to to follow along don't be the navel don't be the foolish evil person verse 33 and blessed be your discretion and advice and blessed be you who have kept me today from blood guiltiness and from the avenging myself with my own hand hmm, that's, that's not cool all right verse 34 for as the lord the god of israel lives who has prevented me from hurting you if you had not hurried and come to meet me surely by morning there would not have been left so much as one male to nabal he was going to kill every man everybody so david accepted what she had brought him and said to her go up in peace to your house see i have hearkened to your voice and have granted your petition and abigail came to nabal and behold he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king and his heart was merry for he was very drunk so she told nothing at all until the morning light verse 37 but in the morning when the wine was gone out of Nabal, and his wife told him these things, his heart died within him, and he became paralyzed, helpless as a stone. And about ten days after that, the Lord smote Nabal, and he died. Come on, God will fight for you. He's a just God. He's the only one. He's the only one that can justify whatever he does. He is sovereign king. He is sovereign ruler. God is. 
So if it was time for old boy to go, mm, uh, and here's the thing, it took 10 days. It took 10 days, and really, what would have happened in those 10 days? I believe God is gracious and merciful that if he had repented, things might have been different. Hmm? God's big on repentance. Yeah, he's big on it. He's like, turn away, and he's he's merciful in that. So I believe that he even gave Nabal the opportunity. He gave Nabal the opportunity. But see, Nabal, even, folks think they're all big bad wolves. And you think evil is, is really about what's going. You have more power when you're evil. Nope, you don't. <laughs> no. And foolish, that's not cool. No, you don't. You're not cool and you're not, uh, you don't have more power when you're evil because look really you're pretty cowardly and scared because you don't have no one nothing else to grab hold to that's bigger than you see we have God as children as believers we have the Lord God himself that we know when we hold on to him he he says hold your peace he's gonna fight your battles hallelujah now here verse 39 when David heard that Nabal was dead he said blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach at the hand of Nabal and kept his servant from evil for the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head and David sent a commune with Abigail to take her to him as his wife amen so here's the thing even abigail was she was blessed in it she's like look are we gonna do it the right way we can't this this man has been good to us we're not gonna not pay him and what about <laughs> we could just go on and on when it comes to these jobs can't we but when you just do right hold your peace let god fight your battles here god has a blessing he has an opportunity even in you holding your peace um, because Na uh, Nabal look he was silly and he was he he was the husband of Abigail but Abigail went on and did right and spoke truth and wisdom to David and even humbled herself before David she didn't come all rough and in in all that and all arrogant she came humbly and that's how we're to come to our God thank you Jesus and in that God remembered her because during that time look that the husband was the the one to have something so all right who knows what the situation would have been with her even being by herself well now she has a protector she has a prote protector because she married David and of course we know that that was back then folks having more than one wife because old David had a you know he had harem being king and all that so, but brothers one wife that was God's perfect will he made Adam and Eve amen and he had them to come together as husband and wife praise God so just know that and be blessed in that and and just know that there's there it is there's proof when we hold our peace and when we continue to do right what God does for us he will fight the battle and, and of course he fought it greatly didn't he 
he I believe he loved Nabal. He loved Nabal because he gave Nabal 10 days. He didn't die. He was paralyzed, helpless as a stone. Huh? Some fear, something gripped him. Hallelujah. His heart died within him. Yeah. But, you know, God is a God. Of, he's a resurrecting power God, isn't he? So, look, he's the one God will turn, turn his wrath away. So if Nabal had just reached up and said, God, I'm sorry, I believe. I believe God would have fixed it for him. Amen. But because he chose to be ugly and still hold on to that ugly, foolish thought, even his name. Watch out what you name your kids. <laughs> Don't name them any old thing. Name them, name them uh, blessed names names that'll that'll bless them when you call the name amen brother frank hollins i thank god for jesus on the cross the fight was fixed 2000 2021 years ago amen i i believe that amen thank you jesus i'll go along with that thank god for jesus brother frank hollins yeah so you know, when, when we hold our peace and do it God's way, don't think that he will not fight your battle. He will. And we may have to humble ourselves. and That's okay. Because we humble ourselves before God. We trust in God. And he's the one that avenges. And he's the just judge. You know, he's the just judge. And he's merciful too. Even he was he's merciful even with our enemies when we go off and we don't know what that enemy is dealing with we don't know what childhood they had or what ugly thing they have to and had to overcome and endure we don't know anything but God knows all things about everybody he says the, the world is his heaven and earth is his and the fullness thereof all he says all souls are mine so he knows every particular thing about everybody. So when he does it, when he uh, gets people right, when he uh, deals with a, a vengeance, when he deals with it, you know that it's going to be just and it's going to be true. And it's going to be right. When we try to do it, we mess everything up because we don't know. Yeah, we don't know nothing. All right. Praise God. Praise God for his wisdom. Praise God for his protection. Praise God that he fights for us. And you know, one of the main, one of the main reasons why here, even Brother Frank Hollins, he died, God died on that cross. Okay? And God, God uh, is, is praised. Brother Frank Hollins praises him. Huh? I praise him. Why you praise him. While you're curious about praising him, you, you know, there's something you, you, that that certain something you're not quite sure who he is, but you praise him. Huh? You're curious about praising him. You know, the reason why, because he he overcame. He he fought the battle and won on that cross, that cold, cruel cross. He died instead of us dying. Instead of us being on that cross, he took our place. Amen. We couldn't have died for our own sins anyway. Not really. 
You know, we couldn't, we couldn't come back. No, 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 no. We couldn't have done that. The, the only, uh, the only one that would be justified to do it is one who knew no sin, huh? Jesus, he took every, every opportunity to stay focused on the cause of the love of God that He has for us. Hallelujah. You know, we're talking about opportunities. Yeah, Nabal, he had a missed opportunity there. <laughs> he blew it. He blew it. Abigail had an opportunity to tell the truth and encourage the soon-to-be king. She took that opportunity and was blessed by it. Jesus saw all of both, both of the situations, amen, going to the cross and he took the opportunity anyway because he knew on the other side that he was going to rise with all power of heaven and earth in his hand he he already knew what god had purposed for him amen he said he must be about his father's business and as that living example we should be about our father's business too first thing is to to take advantage of the opportunity to be saved take advantage of it yeah humble ourselves ha have a repented heart to turn away from the sin sick life of being without God and turning to him amen turning to God amen be blessed in God if you want to be saved if you want to be saved, pray this prayer. Dear, Dear God, God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin and I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin.
right now I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul with my heart I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this very moment I accept you Jesus as my Lord and Savior Lord Jesus transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you in Jesus name Amen, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way. You've started that wonderful, great relationship that we get a chance to have with our Creator God. Hallelujah. You've received it. You've taken the opportunity to receive His salvation and the start to grow in it. So... We have some, some pamphlets out there. Go ahead and visit the website at www.lfhhm.org. That's the acronym for Laborers for His Harvest Ministries. Or you can type Laborers for His Harvest Ministries.org. It'll take you to the same website. And go out there and click on the Discipleship Resources tab. And there you will find a pamphlet that you can click on and open. And that pamphlet will give you, uh, of course, backup scriptures to uh, help you to recall your commitment. It has the prayer on it, too. The prayer that you just prayed. It has the next steps, uh, the baptism in it has the steps of being filled with the Holy Spirit. It explains that in scriptures. And it has uh, the steps of, um, of course, repentance, the baptism in Jesus' name, uh, to be filled with his precious Holy Ghost, and then walking in the newness of life. So the expectation of living a transformed life. Why, why get saved and we, we live the same rotten, disappointed scummy sin sick life we don't want that so there's an expectation that we have to grow the opportunity to grow in God amen to grow closer to him and to enjoy his presence and his love and most of all look get just get saved and share that you're saved amen tell somebody and come back and share with us too on the different broadcasts we we come on and go and and subscribe and you'll get notified when we come on if you can't watch the broadcast then that's okay come back and watch it and be blessed in that too but just know that jesus loves you god loves you and i love you yes because he loves us he showed us love 
and just know that you are loved. Be blessed, be encouraged, and if the Lord says the same, I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. Click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.